0: Hey everyone, welcome to Clear Talk by CTSI. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. As businesses begin to reopen across the country after closing due to the coronavirus pandemic, it's natural to ask how they're going to manage visitors and what role technology will play in that process. And joining me today to share their expertise on this topic are two guests from CTSI. First of all, we have Ron Pusey. He's the vice president. Ron, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Pleasure to be with you.
0: Absolutely. And then we also have Mark Thompson. He's a senior account executive. Mark, thank you for joining us as well.
1: Of course. Good to be with you, Tyler.
0: Absolutely. So Ron, I I think it's obvious that COVID-19 is still at the top of mind for a a lot of people as states gradually begin to reopen. And as businesses and facilities think through how to welcome visitors back into their locations um, and how to manage that process, where should they start? Is it best to start off with the technology and and then go from there? Or is it best to have a plan and a process for how you want to manage visitors and then add technology on top of that?
2: Well, there there is so much technology out there, so much saturation going on right now that, that realistically, without a plan, without a process, without a workflow, without a policy, it's very difficult uh, to deploy a technology to solve something you haven't planned on how you're going to use it. Um, you know, the price ranges of this uh, technology are dramatic. Um, but realistically, if you, you, you need to be planning on uh, workflow. What are you going to do? How are you going to process uh, visitors into your facility? And if you've got a condition, what are you going to do to mitigate that? Uh, once you've put that workflow together, once you've put that policy together and you've got a plan for uh, human involvement um, and and how to get uh, those, those individuals processed uh, to meet those that plan and policy, then you can select the technology to do it. Um, You know, if you just run and grab technology, you're likely to be giving yourself a false sense of security for entrance into your facility.
0: Absolutely, it's a situation where you don't want to put the cart in front of the horse, right? You want to make sure that you understand what your policies and what your procedures are going to be and then find the technology that best fits exactly how you want this process to go. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, Mark, from, from your perspective in your interaction with, with your, your customers and with your clients, what kinds of questions are they asking about this particular time and, and, and the, the ways that technology can meet process and that sort of thing? How, how have those conversations gone and what are some of the main questions that you're receiving?
1: Yeah, you know, to to Ron's point, I mean, it really, uh, so far, a lot of the questions I've gotten have started with some policy and, you know, trying to figure out what technology they can use based on some ideas they've got uh, around behavior change, right? So ultimately, that's, you know, a large part of this is we've got, you know, both staff, employees, visitors, uh, family members at hospitals, uh, parents at schools, whatever the case may be. Uh, So you've got a lot of different, a variety of, of people entering buildings in different ways some for sort of long-term stay, some, some for you know, short, kind of quick in and out. Um, so we've had a lot of conversations around the different technologies that apply to those sort of different entrances and how we're gonna manage and mix those in with other technologies that may already exist, right? Security systems, um, both cameras, access control, uh, and, you know, and a variety of other things that these um, sort of newer technologies uh, really need to fit into the overall sort of business practices.
0: So Ron, as we were talking about um, you know, just, just making decisions as far as policy and procedure goes, what are some questions that, that customers should be asking themselves now to prepare themselves to make the right technology choice? You mentioned you know, what happens if, if someone triggers an alarm because they, they have an elevated temperature, things like that. Uh, what are some of the other questions along those lines that people should be asking themselves and be prepared to answer when it comes to then making that technology choice? Well,
2: one of the things that uh, that's very important to understand is that most uh, elevated body uh, temperature uh, devices they're not medical devices. So there's there are environmental situations. There's the outdoors. There's uh, your your skin temperature from the sun and different things like that that need to be dealt with so that you you can actually process. That individual or those individuals reasonably quickly, um, and you sample across them so that you can get a baseline to say, okay, this is this is likely to be the temperature. You know, when you're talking about these temperature variances, you're talking about half a degree, one degree. You know, going from uh, you know the outside temperature to the inside temperature might be 30 degrees, but in your body it could be one, one and a half. Uh, You know, so it's very, very important to understand those alarms are apt to trigger. If they are, then those uh, those questions need to be asked. What are we gonna do with this individual? Are we gonna screen them from a medical perspective in an extra screening room? Are we going to just prohibit uh, uh, access? Or, you know, these kinds of questions need to be asked because you're uh, unless you're doing some real understanding of how the sampling goes across a group of people, you're liable to just not let anybody in and get a lot of false positives because you haven't really asked all the questions necessary on how are we really going to be able to allow these folks to come in um, uh, with with uh, without triggering alarm every single time they come in.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, there are a lot of parking lots in and around the building that, that I work in. And some people walk further than than others. And in July in Texas, if you spend longer outside in a hundred degree heat, I'm gonna guess that maybe your temperature is gonna appear elevated compared to somebody who maybe parked a little bit closer and didn't spend as much time outside or had their AC on higher in the car or something like that, right? So all of those different factors probably present different variables that, that you have to think through, right?
2: If you're measuring skin temperature, that's that's absolutely correct uh, because people walk to work, they ride their bicycles, they run in their, their cars and their air conditioning. Uh, they may have to stand outside in line depending on how your entrance and, and egress to your building is. And so if you're just measuring skin temperature, you could have variables that give you false positives. So yeah. if you don't prepare the facility with which to mitigate and moderate skin temperatures before the measurement, then you're, you're, you're probably going to get a lot of false positives.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. Now, Mark, obviously this has been a, a flexible situation from the get-go. Just people have had to adjust their processes on the fly as you know, COVID-19 kind of took a lot of people uh, by surprise. And, and it's been an interesting learning process, I would say, for a lot of different companies and a lot of different industries. And so that being the case, how high of a priority has speed of deployment been when it comes to these solutions, and how does that factor into the decision making for uh, for a lot of these companies?
1: Hey, that's a great question, and it really does factor in pretty highly. You know, I think once you start nailing down the technology that might fit, you know, f- for a customer's needs, that's always the next question, right? Of course, price is top of mind, but then, you know, quickly thereafter is speed of deployment, uh, access to support, um, you know, again, ability to interface for both the short, short-term short uh, implementation. To Ron's point, you've got multiple entrances. Are you gonna have somebody, a body staffing each one to then watch and screen? Uh, are we gonna limit it down to one or two entrances instead of the five that are typically used? Um, so you've got that sort of short-term focus and plan. And then long-term, like, what does this look like as things maybe go back to a new normal? Uh, you know, how are we gonna continue to use this technology as a part of our day-in, day-out process, right? And does the type of technology uh, change based on that. Do we go from a single scan, uh, single person scan type solution to a multiple person scanning solution? Things like that, right? Uh, do we need to be more accurate than just uh, the skin surface temperature and get into tear duct sampling? Things like that. So.
0: Right, right. And, and, you know, Mark, one of the other things that I think is is really important is that these the technology and the process that you choose has to fit into your regular workflow or be worked into a workflow that makes sense for your business, right? Kind of talk me through some of the variables there and what all needs to be considered when you're thinking about workflow and making sure that this can work moving forward for as long as it needs to work.
1: Sure. And, and again, great topic. And, and I would tell you that's not even a new conversation, right? So when we are deploying or uh, having conversations with customers about deploying technologies. That's always a, a large part of it. I mean, you could list out all the wonderful bells and whistles and capabilities of sort of any sort of technology-based system, uh, and quickly find yourself into uh, either it's too complicated to use, or it's too cumbersome, right, or it takes too long, and therefore the adoption rate is really low. And we see that again across the board, um, you know, and, and we even as typical consumers, right? If you uh, buy a new widget, gadget, whatever, and you wanna try and use it at your house. If it's difficult or takes too long, you, you quickly kind of move past it, right? And either go back to the way you were or you find something different. So uh, it's a big part of that, right? We have a lot of technology in, in front of us, again, as regular consumers, uh, as employees and employers. Um, you know, So we're constantly inundated with trying to use these different tools. And so they've gotta be somewhat intuitive, um, sort of easy to train on and again, if you really get into multiple people having to interact with these technology tools and use them, right, you've got multiple people, now you've got to train across either shifts, different facilities, right, and you've got a lot of levels of uh, expertise that are available to you. So it really is an important part of the consideration.
0: Yeah, absolutely, no, that that absolutely makes sense. Now, Ron, you mentioned earlier that there was a wide range of, of prices when it comes to these products and a wide, wide, vast range of products that are out there that are available. Talk me through some of the the options, some of the variables that that go into selecting the right product. So once you have your process and you understand how it's gonna fit in your workflow, what technologies um, exist and what are some of the options that are out there?
2: Well, obviously the the higher caliber of testing you wanna do, um, you know, the more precise, the more precision oriented, Technology that you want to use, the higher the price tag. If you're simply going to be uh, measuring uh, forehead skin temperature, there's a lot of temperature, there's a lot of temperature measuring uh, camera solutions that are out there on the marketplace. They all uh, or, or a lot of them, I should say, not all, but a lot of them share kind of the same software operating uh, scenarios that measure. Uh, their variability, though, can be a half a degree to one and a half uh, a degree. That, that's, a, that's a wide, wide uh, spread to try and, and mitigate uh, skin temperature. If you're measuring to the inner eye, to the tear duct, to that kind of thing, it's more precise, it's more precision, it's a higher price tag, but it's a lot more accurate and a lot more reliable. So it just depends on what the, um, what the price tolerance is for the client and the real clear understanding of what they can expect to be delivered. Uh, you know, all of these uh, solutions that are out there right now ready for deployment and quick deployment are not multi person uh, scanning, they're single person scanning, they're going to be one to three seconds in front of a, of a lens, they're going to be one foot uh, to six feet, depending on again, the technology level that you buy. Um, uh, that's going to allow you to, to process folks through. If you think you're going to process the, you know, 50 people at a time, you're in a whole different realm. And that price point is not what you're going to see typical commercial uh, business uh, facilities, office parks and doctor's offices and that kind of stuff deploy. Uh, you're going to be doing that at a much, much, much higher price
0: point. Mark, is there anything you wanted to add on, on anything on the product side um, from what Ron was explaining?
1: You know, the only other thing I would say that that has come up a bunch is in the sort of back to how do these systems, you know, what's the customer's need for them to interface and integrate with something else? You know, do you make it a part of sort of a, an employee entrance access control, uh, where if they don't pass the scan, they can't get in and they have to go to another place to get rescanned. Um, so it's really just what other technology interfaces are required. Uh, to, again, go back to that behavior change, policy change, uh, you know, that you're trying to implement.
2: Yeah, and Tyler, I'll tell you, too, there, the, there's another piece that, that you know, is, is more prevalent, probably, than just the visitor piece, and that's staff. You know, staff have to come to work every single day and and these facilities need to test their staff as much as they need visitors. A lot of the discussion moves on to, you know, how am I going to manage visitors come to my facility? you really have to be focused on, you got staff coming every single solitary day, and how are you gonna deal with that? You know, How are you gonna manage those? Like Mark was saying, inter- interfacing to your access control and video surveillance, are you going to mitigate their credential? Are you, go- I mean, uh, are you going to move them to a different place uh, to be uh, screened further? These things are gonna be more and more commonplace because staff is going to be the most usage, not necessarily the least.
0: That's a really good point. You know, it's it's important to look in your own house first and then uh, make sure that you're short up there before looking out to uh, to other places. Yeah, that, that absolutely makes sense, Ron. Um, you know, and, and as, as I'm talking to you guys from from CTSI, you have so much knowledge and so much expertise in these areas, and Mark, I'm curious just how you pair that knowledge and expertise along with the research and the studies that you guys have looked into in this area. Uh, how has all of that combined to really give you a full picture that allows you to help meet the needs of your customers uh, to the best of your abilities, given the technology that exists?
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, we've got a breadth of knowledge and a a wide range of technologies that, you know, we sort of have always uh, implemented, supported um, and provide, you know, a lot of engineering background and and resources that can come up with sort of new ways to maybe use an existing technology uh, or new ways to interface with new technologies. Um, so I think that's you know one of the things that, that our customers certainly appreciate is we're having those conversations that we've got a lot of technical uh, expertise in house that we can pull from uh, to really talk about you know the overall uh, sort of back to work policies and, and technologies that marry with their policies. Um, we spent a lot of time today talking about elevated temperature, but there you know a, a slew of considerations around you know how touch free can we make a workplace environment, right? So a lot of shared spaces like conference rooms. Um, Quarter spaces, team huddle rooms, things like that. You know, we're gonna, I think, find that uh, the more touchless we can make those, the more hands off. And again, you've still got to keep those um, pretty easy to use. Uh, you know, the, the sort of typical non-IT uh, trained person's got to be able to walk in and, and you know uh, use the room for what it was meant for. Um, and so, you know, sort of back to the root of your question. You know, we've got a lot of those people that have done uh, a lot of work in a lot of different industries and. Uh, generally have really good ideas of how to marry those technologies together.
0: Yeah, and you know, Ron, Mark was just mentioning that, that idea that, that it's, it's important to see what other people have done and kind of learn from the experience that people have. So what kind of feedback have you been getting from your customers on their experiences with pairing technology with their, with their policies and processes to bring in staff, to bring in visitors? What kinds of things have you learned and, and seen from your customers and their experiences and how can you take that feedback and then share it with others?
2: Well, I mean, we, we've certainly had the uh, the knee jerk rush to technology um, uh, clients that have purchased technology quickly, um, and it's failed uh, because they had no policy, they had no process, they 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 didn't think it through, uh, and you know wasted wasted their money. Uh, what what we're doing. Proactively with the client base is having the conversation and letting them know that you know don't don't rush to to grab technology and then say let's see how we can shoehorn this thing into what we do and and figure out how to how to make it work let's have a conversation let's sit down let's talk about this and let's look at the solutions that have uh, real uh, documented results that that we can show you. Um, have, have proven uh, time and time to be successful. Let's not just, because it's really a total cost of ownership discussion. It's not really a price tag at the beginning. It's a total cost because there are those considerations that are not just technology, but are human resource, um, that are costs associated with, with these technologies uh, that if you don't think about, you find out, oh my gosh, I've purchased something that now I've got to really have uh, more, more human beings managing this thing that, and less automation because I purchased the wrong technology.
0: That's a great point. That is a, that is a fantastic point. Now, uh, Mark and Ron, before we wrap up, I wanted to open up the floor to you. Is there anything else that you want to share uh, with our viewers, with our listeners today before we, uh, before we uh, wrap this episode up when it comes to uh, you know, welcoming staff and visitors back into facilities?
2: Well, I would uh, I would simply say that um, there are a, a myriad of technologies that are really available to our client bases today. There is elevated body temperature. There is video uh, uh, visitor management systems. There is integrations to technologies. We are well versed in it. We we employ a tremendous amount of engineering resources, and we do real-time, real-life testing of technologies in, inside of CTSI before we start recommending. We want to see that they work. We want to see that they live up to their pro- proclamations before we go recommending anything uh, to a client. So um, uh, our suggestion and, uh, and and a very, very strong suggestion is Manage to a policy, a workflow, a process first. Manage to your te- the technological uh, purchase second.
0: I think that's fantastic advice and a a really good word to to wrap up on just in in terms of summary. And uh, it's important for people to know that you don't have to fly blind on this sort of thing. There are experts uh, like the people at CTSI who can walk you through this process, make sure that you're making the right decisions for what your objectives are. And so um, it's been incredible to learn a little bit more about what those questions uh, are that can be asked and what solutions exist out there. So Ron Pusey and Mark Thompson, thank you so much for joining me today here on Clear Talk by CTSI.
1: Glad
0: Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for uh, joining us and for watching along with this episode. We appreciate it very much. Of course, we'll be back soon with more content from CTSI, both videos and podcasts and so much more. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Have a good day.